All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Awaken Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us. Can you see me okay? I'm not sure. Because like the video, there we go. Um, again, thank you so much for being here. And my and my good friend Denise Mange is back with us, and we're going to be talking about pets as ascension guides, are one of our favorite topics. We love talking about pets. We love talking about energy work, energy healing, energy period. So it's going to be a fun show. Um, some of what we're going to talk about today is how sacred contracts between humans and animal companions, whether embodied or transitioned, allow you to journey into a deeper relationship with yourself and step more fully into your gifts and broader role in the universe. We're going to talk about how our pets and animals in the wild are handling major energetic clearings on our behalf, ways that animal companions walk alongside you, helping you to bridge 3D and 5D realities, how animal companions help you release old stories and co-create a new, more soul-aligned narrative, the cosmic connections animal companions are helping us to anchor into our new reality, and how working with pets, chakras, sacred geometry, and numerology can actually help you develop your intuition, call in your tribe, and propel you on your ascension path. So all that and more, we always have so much fun. And of course, Denise will be offering some mini readings live on the call today. So I know some of you have already put in the chat, you know, your, your pets. Um, but of course, you can raise your hand as well if you're here live with us on Zoom. And uh, just a little bit about Denise, in case you don't know, know her. Um, she's been with us many times. So like I said, we love having her here. She is a certified dog trainer and pet intuitive, and after a decade of working at some of the most prestigious advertising agencies in New York City, Denise left Madison Avenue to work with pets and their humans, uh, eventually creating her own mindful pet lifestyle brand called Pet Prana, and combining traditional training techniques with energetic considerations of pet guardianship. Denise's work highlights how everyday interactions with our pets have the power to transform us. Us, our community, the planet, etc. Right. So um, there's a lot more you can read about uh, about Denise on the special offer page and the bio, etc. But I'm so excited to get started with this show today because, like I said, we, I have a fur baby. Uh, we are also um, dog sitting my sister's dog because my sister just went to India yesterday, her and her family. So we're, you know, pet sitting Pepper as well. And I just came back from pet sitting my granddaughter, <laughs> Lily, my son's cat. So, you know, pets are definitely in our world. So, uh, Denise, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. It's always a lot of fun to get together with our soul pack and talk about our furry friends, our feathered friends, our finned friends, scaled friends, all animals, pets, but also animals in the wild also play such a beautiful role in our lives. Oh, absolutely. I don't know what I would do without Neo. You know, it's like he is just the cutest, most special, most, I mean, I mean, he's just adorable. And he, I think, brings out the best in me as well, right? The caring, loving side of me, right? And because, you know, when I first, um, when we first found Neo at the shelter, you know, he was like four or five months old, right? And I did not know that I could love a dog, as much as I love my human children, you know, like he's, there's no difference. Right. And that love that is, you know, sometimes I hold myself back and I hold that love inside. I'm not a very good sharer and other than with my children. And so um, it was, it was just so, you know, amazing to allow that to come out. Right. And that, that shows up in, in your life with your community, with, you know, my wonderful clients, etc. But that love that's always there, 
you know, it's like the pets just bring it out. I mean, I don't consider him a pet. I, I consider him my baby, right? So I have three babies, you know, <laughs> two adults, grown babies, and then one, you know, young one. So it's it's such a wonderful relationship. Yeah. And I think your story, your emotions, your, you know, your uh, experience with your pets echoes so many of ours. And that in a nutshell is what, is what makes our animal companions such amazing ascension guides, right? Because they have this ability to play multiple, multiple roles in our lives. Whereas, you know, with our kids, there's a lot more, you know, at play in the dynamics with other humans, things might be a, a bit more, you know, parts of it is touch and go with our pets. It's just all love all the time. Mm -hmm. Even when we're, we might be frustrated with their behavior, there still is that undercurrent that we're on the same team, right? We're working together. And that's what makes them amazing at the dress rehearsals for the bigger lessons that we're learning in life that we can apply in other areas. Um, you know, so our topic today is pets as ascension guides. And so, you know, I think a good starting point is talking about what is the ascension path. And Sounds so the, good. yeah, the Ascension Path is really just talks about that journey of going from what, you know, Wayne Dyer does such a good job explaining the Ascension Path. Um, we're going from what he calls, you know, 3D reality, which is kind of a, a more dense reality. A lot of people associate with the patriarchy, but really the mentality of the three dimensional experience is one of learning things in hindsight, right? It's the school of hard knocks. It's I have to go through something really traumatic. Oftentimes it's a dark night of the soul, you know, a, a catalyst. Maybe I lost my pet. I lost my job or had another major trauma. And then after years of kind of, you know, toiling through that, in hindsight, I understand the lesson. 4D is kind of an in-between place, right? 4D is about living mindfully in the present. In 4D, if you find an obstacle or you find yourself in the midst of a challenge, you're able to say, hold on, wait a minute. There's something I can learn here. There's, some, there's a diamond I can make out of this coal under this pressure. So let me really understand the lessons in it with gratitude, with an open heart and open mind. And in those moments, without having to have, you know, days, years, you know, decades of hindsight, we're able to see the gift in the experience. That's where a lot of us are kind of living with our animal companions. And then we have the 5D and 5D is this kind of uh, unity consciousness. It's what a lot of people think of when they think of the age of Aquarius. It's a space where, you know, we're co-creating with the universe. We don't have to have those hard knocks to understand what we like and don't like. We're just in the flow and we're enjoying experiences and not categorizing them as good or bad. They're simply experiences. And when there's no judgment behind them, we don't need the hindsight. We don't need to, you know, dissect. We're just kind of experiencing going with the flow. So that, that journey from 3D to 5D is what we call the ascension path. And our animal companions are amazing furry guides in this journey because they really keep us in that 4D kind of bridging into that 5D reality through, you know, their, their cuddles, their snuggles, the way they interact with us. They really keep us in the present, they keep us heart centered. Um, they keep us out of our mind. Sometimes they get back us back into like our more playful version of ourselves. But they also do a really great job of helping us learn the lessons in loving ways. So, you know, their behavior, if they're barking, if they're digging, if they're, you know, chewing, if they have separation anxiety, their behavior are, is going to be these amazing little catalysts to help us open up to new aspects of ourselves, to new gifts, new abilities, new understanding of ourselves, and finding the gift in every moment. 
So when we look at our animal companions as little furry ascension guides along this path of discovery, we can look at their behavior less as naughty and nice and more about an opportunity to learn more deeply about ourselves. Absolutely. And I have to say, like with Neo and with Timmy, you know, when we had him in Austria, I've definitely learned a lot about myself. I learned what some of my triggers are. I learned how I can react when I'm overwhelmed or stressed. But I also learned how I needed to take a break from the stress, from the work and just play, just be and just cuddle and, you know, and go for walks, you know. So all that is, is like it helps to keep me uh, grounded and sane, you know, and at the same time, not be just so, so busy and so, so in my head, you know, so it's, um, I definitely can, can relate to that. I, I learned a lot. I have learned a lot myself just through my introductions, you know, with, with Neo and Timmy and, you know, uh, you know, just, it's, it's so wonderful if we're willing to receive and if we're willing to be honest with ourselves and, you know, without judgment and say, okay, this is what's happening. And thank you for showing me, right? Yeah. And that's, that's really important, that willingness to receive, right? That willingness to be open. And because we love our animal companions so deeply, because we cherish them, because we know they're vulnerable without us, we're open when it comes to our pets. Whereas if another human in our life was teaching us a similar lesson, we may not be as open, right? We may see it as them being judgmental of us or discounting us or, you know, see it as an affront rather than the beautiful lesson that we can kind of translate when it is that relationship with our pets. So I do love that. And, you know, each of our animal companions brings a different soul contract. All of us have soul contracts, of course, with the humans around us, with our family members, but that same concept of soul contracts, of that notion that certain people, opportunities, animal companions come into our life at certain times to teach us certain lessons, that is very true with our pets and also you know, animals in the wild, we have soul contracts with different um, animal consciousness, with the dolphins, with the whales, with, um, you know, dogs in general, cats more generally. And so that notion of soul contract stands very strong for our animal companions. So when we are able to be open, you know, as you mentioned, to the lessons they're teaching us, something really beautiful happens there. Because not only are we learning and, you know, they're kind of helping us along that path of ascension, but we're also giving them the opportunity to fulfill their contract. Just like us, our animal companions want to feel actualized. They want to feel purposeful. They want to feel like they fulfilled their missions. And a lot of times some of their missions have to do with helping polish us and teach us different life lessons that we'll, then we can translate beyond our relationship just with our pets. You know, and when you say it like that, it's like, you know, our, my relationship with Neo and, and our contracts, the way it is, it's like, it's so powerful and so special. And I, I, I've said this before, but I, when we um, found him at that time in 2018, I was going through a really difficult time emotionally and mentally. And, you know, um, I asked the universe for help. I said, please send me someone, something to help me. And then, you know, a couple of months later, Neo shows up, right? And so, um, so because of that, it's like, you know, he's, for me, he's a, he's a lifesaver because I was not wanting to be here at that time. And, um, and so, you know, just having his presence, you know, brings me back to me, 
right? And that's what it's about taking out of, uh, taking out of your head, out of your story, being present, right? And then that's what that's what he does. And I think that's what a lot of pets do for us when we're willing to engage with them. It's like they bring us back into the present moment, which is what we need in order to to grow to be somebody's here <laughs> in order to um to evolve i don't like the word evolve but you know to expand our consciousness and grow right we need to be present and so dogs cats pets they help us to do that yeah absolutely and you know at, at the the thing that's so amazing about pets whether it's dogs cats animals in the wild is just like we have, um, you know, different spiritual makeup, different, you know, galactic DNA, different skills and abilities, and we have different guides and we're connected to different energies and consciousness. So do our pets. Um, so, you know, when we are open and we're expanding alongside our animal companions, we get to tap in to their energetic connections as well. They're almost like the, the gateway to bigger connections. And so our animal companions have been doing an amazing job not only helping us learn about ourselves, you know, through frustrating moments with them, with rewarding moments through them, but they're also introducing us to a lot of other energies, abilities, and gifts that if they were to come to knock on our door, not through our pets, we may be a little nervous. Case in point for me, um, and I'd love to hear other people's experiences as well, animal companions were kind of the starting point. That was the gateway drug, if you will. And then I opened up to pet numerology after that. And numerology became a modality, which has been phenomenal in my work with animal companions. And then I started opening up to galactic energy, to Pleiadian mm -hmm. energy. And that is something that if I had a direct connection with the Pleiadians from day one, I think I would have said, no, thank you. This, this doesn't interest me. I don't know who you are. You kind of freak me out. Um, you know, they also, during readings, they'll bring in other humans that have transitioned. And for me, that was a hard no. I, you know, opening up to my intuition, I was like, I do not want to deal with any, you know, ghosts or, you know, mm. dead people, that kind of thing. But when it comes in through the animals, now I'm open to it. So our animal companions have done an amazing job expanding our horizons, expanding our connections. And I think leading up into this year, there was a lot of that. From 2012 to, I would say, 2023, it was a lot of know thyself and then get to know your immediate guides, something you're comfortable with, your skills, some modalities. Now let's expand that and expand the network. And then it was about how do you leverage those things to become more multidimensional yourself? How do you learn how to shapeshift? How do you learn to travel through portals? We'll be with you every step of the way accompanying you, but these are skills that you have. Oh, by the way, next level, you're connected to the galactics. Did you know that? Angels, galactics, all sorts of stuff. Let's connect with them through pets. So they've been kind of expanding, expanding, expanding. And what's been coming through a lot is now we need to get back to our mastery. So as much as it's fun to go out and expand, how do we come back to that individual experience, to our human embodiment and ground it all together? And so, you know, with 2024 being an eight year um, in numerology, eight is a number of mastery. So it's going to be about bringing the nuances of each lesson back into our human experience, weaving it all together now. Um, because it's fun to go out and expand, but we always have to bring it back. When we think of that number eight, that infinity, yeah. sign, it's constantly, you know, opening, bringing it back, opening up to new, bringing it back in. That weaving is what makes us multidimensional. I love that. Oh my God, what a wonderful explanation. And absolutely, I totally agree. 
if we if we cannot embody what we are receiving, the guidance, the information, the downloads, if we can't embody that in our in our body, in our present life, it's not going to work. It's not going to help us. It's the only way that we grow and evolve is if we can embody it, practice it, you know, be one with it, right? So totally agree. Um, now, this is now the next question I'm going to ask you is something I don't like. I'll be honest. And I've said this before, but our pets and animals in the wild are handling major energy energetic clearing on our behalf. And so for me, that means that, oh, no, I don't want my baby to to be hurt or to have any negative feelings or any anything bad. I don't want him to have. And I, I, I said, no, I'm not doing that. I will handle it myself. You just be happy and joyful. So I know that they do that because I have heard lots of stories from other people that uh, they've taken on, you know, certain uh, illnesses, et cetera, for them on, on their behalf. But for me, that's a hard no. Yeah. So no. And you know, the, the beauty of that is we have free will. So that's first and foremost. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's interesting because one of the nuances that really came through this year is this notion of embodying and truly understanding that it's not personal, but it's about you. So anytime we have these moments where it's like, yeah, that's a hard no for me, or why is this happening? Or like, nope, nope, that just is really like a, that triggers something in me. The question is why, right? So if say, you know, it's something like that, or you started a business and you're not seeing the traction you want, we need to take these moments alongside our pets or maybe your dog's barking or not, you know, following direction, that kind of thing. It's not personal in that it's not a, an affront to you. It's not a judgment of what you're worth having or not, but it is about you in that there's something to learn. So I would say in this situation with you and your perspective on how pets deal with handling ener energies for us, I would say, all right, it's not personal, but it's about you. There's something there. And a lot of times when we feel that way, you know, one way to look at it is, is there a way to shift our mindset? Because mm -hmm. if we think of our animal companions as being, you know, having soul contracts with us, what are those soul contracts? What did they sign up for? What did they not sign up for? Um, it also comes with what does handling energy mean to you? Does it mean it's just this energetic, like, you know, it's a not, not a mindful release. It's just kind of like a dumping that they're just like mm -hmm. picking up and they're overwhelmed with, or is it, you know what? We've got to clear the energy of the house. Little ones, let's all get together. Let's clear this house together. Um, so a lot of the times for them, it's part of their contract. Um, they're able to handle the energy because they don't have the associations of positive and negative and the judgments that we have in the energy. They're just like, this feels dense. This feels light. Let's match this to that. Okay. I'm going to do it the best way I know how, whether it's yeah. zoomies running through yeah. the house whether it's, you know, um, through their body, filtering it like a Brita filter, um, they have various ways to do it. There also are situations where our animal companions are like, you know what, in this embodiment, I'm going to come and I'm going to have major liver issues. And you know what, I'm going to match up with a human who's going through the same thing so that we can mirror each other, we can share this together. So whether or not the human had those issues, the pet was going to have the issues anyway. So the biggest takeaway with that is, when we feel we wanna protect our animal companions from taking anything of ours on, number one, who are we truly trying to protect? And a lot of times there mm -hmm. might be, and I'm not saying this is you, but you know, this is a proxy for a larger conversation, but there might be this aspect of trying to protect your inner child. Maybe when you were younger and 
you didn't feel, you know, you felt vulnerable. There were things you couldn't, that were out of your control that you felt were, you know, you wouldn't want to have happen to another little small being. Maybe it's about not seeing them um, as partners, maybe seeing them more as babies. And they might be like, hey, tap, tap, tap on the shoulder. I'm your partner. Like I'm in this, we are equals. Maybe it's about how do we see, you know, when our kids grow up and become adults, are we still someone that they're going to lean on? Are we still going to be able to be of value and service to them? So again, not saying that's your particular case, but there's this opportunity when we think about things as it's not personal, but it is about me. How can I look at this at different angles and see if there's a different perception that I, I, I might consider? Yeah. No, thank you. I think I may have to change my perspective a little bit on that, you know, but I do treat him like my baby, you know, so I wouldn't want my children to take on anything of mine and be hurt in any way, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I would not, I mean, you know, I'm a mom. I just cannot even fathom that. I can't, I can't even speak that out, but he does I think like with the zooming and the playing, he does clear energy that way for sure, right? And that way it's okay, I find, you know, because he's moving energy, right? So moving energy, I'm okay with, but taking energy on, you know, I'm not. But if that's his contract, if that's what he signed up for, then I have to trust. Yeah. And that's about trust. Yeah. You have free will. They have free will. So if at any point the contract is, you know what, it's a hard no. As long as you've kind of looked at the decision and, and, you know, really looked at all angles, you can make any decision you want. I still have in my contract, you know, with my guides, I'm like, I don't want to wake up to a disembodied person in front of me. Like, no, thank you. That's happened a couple of times. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a hard and fast rule. And that will never change for me, no matter what the contract is. No, only through pets. Yeah, I totally agree. I I get it. Um, And so now... Um, so our pets, our fur babies, are the and the animals in the wild, of course. They're 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 helping to bridge the three D and five D with us for us, you know, being that connection, being that support, being that resource as well, right? Absolutely. So they are our guides. You know, we like to think that they're walking alongside us. Yes, they're walking alongside us, but they're holding the energy of one step ahead. Our animal companions have always been amazing at, you know, embodying galactic energy for us, embodying our gifts, embodying messages, downloads. And what they do is they act almost as a um, pen drive, right? They can hold this information and then it's like a time release capsule so that our energy can kind of acclimate and get to know these new energies, these new ideas on our own timeline and terms rather than having it kind of download all at once. Um, So they're able to, along this path, not only through their behavior, give us really tangible, tangible lessons and opportunities to kind of revisit our mindsets and beliefs, but they also hold and anchor energy, knowledge, magic, wisdom, which as we're ready to tap into, they're able to release it for us. Hmm. We just have to be, sometimes it's also about being an allowance of that too, you know, so and and recognizing their support recognizing recognizing that we do have a contract with them you know so it's it's you always give me so much to think about i have to say so i am taking it all in and and um seeing and processing it with regards to neo so it's it's so interesting um so we have so much to talk about right um but there's there's also a lot of people with their hands raised do you want to take some questions and then we'll come back 
to... I, I want to touch on one more thing about the contract. Sure. Um, because yes. the same way that our animal companions and animals in the wild have contracts with us personally, you know, even if we're crossing the road and we see a fox, you know, we might have a moment or a connection, or maybe we love a certain animal and we see a picture of them and it kind of sparks something in us. Our animal companions also have contract with mass consciousness of humanity. And so you know, one of the, um, the the cultures who were so great at understanding that were like Native Americans, right? When we think of animal symbolism, animal magic, tapping into the symbolism of our animal companions um, really helps us understand the contracts with them on a broader scale. So since all of us are, you know, I call us pet groupies, pet parents, pet lovers, you know, whatever we are, we love our animal companions. We also can expand that relationship to you know, using tarot cards with different animals so that we can create the same connection and relationship that we have with our animal companions with broader mass consciousness of animals. Um, you know, the whales are amazing at weaving in wisdom and galactic energy into our waters, which then encompasses the globe. We have our birds who kind of raise our frequency with their song. Cats, more generally speaking, as a collective, they really help us tap into our higher chakras, whereas, you know, our dogs as a consciousness help us tap into our lower chakras, more of the emotional side. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so as we talk about our contracts with animals and pets and, you know, animal companions more generally, it opens our world. You know, any animal, any consciousness, anything we're drawn to can be our guide. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so be, be, be willing to be aware of the guidance that's there, the connection that's there, the information that's available, right? That's absolutely right. You know, a lot of times we're like, oh, I wish I knew my guides, right? How many of us can relate to when we were opening up to our intuition? We're like, but I just want to know my guides. Maybe we booked, you know, sessions with other intuitives to try to figure out like, who are they? Who's guiding me? What? The truth is some of our most powerful guides are right next to us. It's our pets. Mm -hmm. It's animals in the wild. It's any animal that we feel kind of a connection with. Um, and, you know, again, like I was saying, we think this is all a new concept and very new age, but man alive, the, the native cultures have been tapping into animal magic from day one. You know, mm -hmm. I, I always love to, you know, remind ourselves that even, you know, in, in origin stories, biblical stories, other, you know, kind of origin stories across the cultures, we were always, we always started in communion with animals communicating with them, living in peace with them. And we're just remembering that. We're just opening back up to that, to that. Every single one of us has the ability and more likely than not is already having copious conversations with our animal companions. It's mm -hmm. about us understanding how we receive the messages because it looks very different from one person to the next. And, you know, I think a lot of us have heard about Claire cognizance, clear sentience, um, clear audience, clairvoyance, you know, all the different kind of five senses. To me, the one that's opening up the most with people is, you know, there's no name for it, but it's like clear pattern recognition. <laughs> like what are what are the symbols that are coming into your awareness? Where are you seeing things repeated? Whether it's mm -hmm. patterns, mindsets in our own lives, and that's what our animal companions help us really zoom in on is What's going on in my relationship with my pet, which is translating more broadly? For example, if I'm working with my animal companion, they're barking at me all the time. I'm like, please stop barking. 
why don't you listen? I asked you to sit. I asked you to do this. We've done all the training. We've gone to group obedience class. I've had a good Lord. Why are you just not hearing me? I'm never heard. And then you sit in a meeting at work and, you know, you're, you're trying to get your idea in and you, you give your feedback. And then two seconds later, the person sitting next to you says the same thing. They're like, brilliant. Absolutely. Get that person a promotion. You're like, I literally just said that. Why am I never heard? So when we talk about opening up to our intuition and our pets helping us identify patterns more broadly, this is the new way to really kind of add more dimension to our intuition, not only through clear audience, clear cognizance, clear sentience, but by helping us open up intuitively to how the patterns are kind of rippling out in our life, in the macrocosm, in the universe. Wow. I love that. And yes, the pattern recognition, it should definitely be a, a clear because we we need to be aware of our patterns in order th- to then be able to change them. Because if we're not aware of them, we can't, we can't, there's nothing we can do, right? We're just continuing to follow and repeat the same pattern over and over again. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, that's the perfect segue to open up to some of the, the questions because I always like to preface it, you know, with my form of animal communication. Different animal communicators get different sources of information. Some get, I like this toy or this food. Some get a lot of information about medical aspects. What really comes through for me and always has through the pets is the patterns going on in the human's life that they're mirroring in their tendencies, preferences, behaviors. So as we'll see in the readings, when I connect in, I do two things. One is I tend to pull the numerology of the human's name and the pet's name because we get that pattern recognition through numbers and what numbers are repeated or absent. And then also a lot of what comes through is how the pet's behavior actions are reflecting what's going on in the human's life. So this will be fun to kind of put everything we've talked about into action. Awesome. And so do you want the people who are asking questions to have a specific question? I'll be honest. Because of the time, we don't have time to do general reading. Just give me a general reading. No, I want a specific question. If you have a specific question about something that's going on in your life with your pets, please ask that question because, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to say. About that. Yeah. What does my pet have to say to me is kind of a cop out sometimes. You know, when we get, we we always have something we really want to know and get to the bottom of. So it's all about also empowering ourselves and being specific and What's really cool about that is in these moments, you might be like, yeah, but this question seems so benign or ordinary or, you know, every day, some of the most, you know, why is my dog having accidents can, can reveal huge insight. So there's no question that's too simple or like, ah, it's not complex enough. The mm-hmm. message that comes through comes through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Autumn, if you want to write your question in the chat, that's fine. We'll see, you know, depending on how many we can do anyways, but you just write your question in the chat. Okay. All right. So Layla, Layla. The final oh, caveat, if you can give me, you know, your name, if it's not, you know, written in the chat, your pet's name and what kind of pet. So if it's a dog, a cat, a bird, and if it's transitioned or across the rainbow bridge, that's just helpful to know too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right, Layla. Morning, ladies. Hey. My question is about my male cat, Lulu, L-O-U-L-O-U. I know he has a lot of skin issues and he's recently in the last 10 days just had a huge issue on the inside of his 
left leg and I've been um, trying to help him for years now uh, and get a lot of confusing information and feel very frustrated. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry to hear about Lulu's little skin issues. Um, and I know as a pet parent, you know, it's one of those things where we just want to help. We just want to make it okay for our animal companions. We, you know, we'll do anything, just someone, you know, help me understand how I can help. Um, so I love that you, you know, you have that connection to sweet Lulu. The skin issues is not surprising. Um, when I look at your name and Lulu's name, you guys have a preponderance and repetition of the number three. Um, L is three in numerology. And three, I associate with the third chakra. So it's all about, you know, stepping into your power, being comfortable in your own skin. So with three, there's a lot of skin issues that tend to boil up in our pets or in ourselves if we're, you know, being drawn our attention to that spot. And it's interesting because the left leg is the feminine, you know, the divine feminine side, our intuitive side. So what I would ask you is, where are you perhaps not stepping into your power or there's projects that you want to do, but you might feel like, I don't know how well received it's going to be, or, or am I the, the whole, um, am I good enough to do this? Because it has to do with your intuition, this project. And I would say there's a lot of medical intuition kind of floating around in your field that is ready to be channeled, but you're like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the expert. I really need to make sure that I'm listening to the expert. And what's really interesting is there's a lot of Florence Nighting Nightingale-ish energy around you. Like this really beautiful woman is kind of behind you. And she's like, she's helping you channel it. She, and in like the most loving way, she's like, honey, you've got this, you know, it just, yep. Yep. Just as if she was encouraging, like, as if we would encourage like our pets to learn something new or explore something different. She's really your biggest cheerleader there. So um, I'll pause right there and just see how that resonates. Um, I've been told over and over to channel, but when it comes through, there's, it feels like positive and negative simul at, it'll vacillate between positive and negative. So I kind of shut it down. Interesting. Okay. So tell me about what feels negative. What, like when you say positive, some things felt positive, some things felt negative. How did you discern that? I've literally had what was um, like reptilians come through and say really negative stuff. Um, it'll be like going in this positive direction and then all of a sudden it will, the energy will drop and it will go into like really hateful messages. So yeah. I get, so I get frustrated and yeah. then I stop. So here's what's coming through and, and use your discernment. I say to everybody, be empowered. If something resonates, great. If something doesn't, trust your gut. But what seems to be coming through there is when you're channeling that starts those beautiful messages and that energy that feels bubbling up that then comes up and is, you know, quote unquote, hateful or negative. Those are um, feelings in you bubbling up of you're not good enough. How could I do this? So it's kind of like um, it's bubbling up as a release to kind of let go of it. Oh. Um, and and so like the, the quote hateful stuff is your self-talk. It's not that it's necessarily an outside influence. It's how you truly feel like if I think I can do this, if I think I can channel, 
you know, we all have that voice in our head. That's like, no, you can't. You're making this all up. Who do you think you are? You remember in second grade when you were like, we're so embarrassed. Like, you know, it's like that kind of energy is bubbling up. So one thing, another nuance that came up about this year is really understanding our mastery of creating barriers or creating the difference between creating boundaries versus barriers. Boundaries are healthy um, non-negotiables that we set up around ourselves. It, you know, keeps ourselves preserved, keeps ourselves safe, keeps ourselves in our discernment. Barriers are, I'm scared that if I give an inch, they'll take a mile, or I'm scared that I don't have control over who I let in and out. So I'm just going to put a barrier that just keeps everything out. Then it's separation. A boundary is fluid and I can make choices and discern. So what it's interesting because that energy, as you were channeling it, you know, that, that negative stuff was bubbling up. What if Lulu is bubbling up that energy for you through his skin because he's like, you know, let's, uh, it's uncomfortable for her to do that way. I can totally do it through my skin, no problem. So this is just something to consider. And, you know, perhaps it's now with a new understanding, you go in and let that stuff come out. Be like, sure, I have two sets of paper. This one, when I feel something's good. This one, when I feel it's that negative stuff. And guess what I'm doing with that stuff? I'm capturing it, I'm letting it bubble up. And then I'm going to burn it, sage it, whatever, because that's not serving me anymore. Yes. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Thank you so much because I've gotten scared of it. Yeah. But yeah. if it's actually something to be released, then I can go in really in more love with that negative stuff. And, you know, it's interesting because even as adults, first of all, we all have experienced this, right? But this is our version of monsters under the bed. <laughs> they tend to be our voices, our creations. So they might look like reptilians, but what if it was just truly our negative self-talk that we've kind of personified in that character? Okay. This is so wow. helpful. Thank you. That was so awesome for you, Leela. I'm so glad that you asked your question. That's, thank yeah, you. And good. guess what? It's my birthday. So thank you. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> That's a great present. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a great day, Leela. Okay. Yes. Awesome. All right, Barb, you can unmute. Hi. Um, hey. I, uh, it's about my grand dog and I have permission from the person. She couldn't be here today and asked me, uh, her name is Erica, E-R-I-C-A, and the dog's name is Walby, W-A-L-B-Y. He's a 12-year-old Bichon Poodle Mix. He's actually the son of my dog who has passed. Um, so I get to see him quite a bit. Uh, now, the problem, very recently, he's had a problem. Um, she thinks he might have a, a slight limp. He's the just this week for a few days. He was feeling off from last weekend. Not wasn't eating uh, his food. Um, seemed listless and uh, wasn't wanting to cuddle with her. Um, I did some healing work for him, and uh, he was improving. He's got his appetite. Will eat. He can walk. Just that he wouldn't, uh, she had to carry him up the stairs. He would jump off the bed, but uh, he um, he wouldn't jump up onto a low couch. Mm. Um, and she's had some stuff going on lately, just very lately. A couple of weeks ago, her her 
previous ex-husband who lived in Australia passed away from cancer. And uh, just yesterday, they uh, she found her current husband. They found her husband's friend, and they went to pick him up to take him for some tests, and he was dead from probably natural causes. So there's been uh, just a lot, just a lot late. of transition. Oh, dear, oh. thank you for sharing. And I'm so sorry to hear about all those losses. I know even in the energy we, you know, yeah. we know souls live on, but we grieve as humans. Yeah. So um, there's a couple things coming through. Number one, I love the soul pack that you guys have. There's so much, you know, talk about that figure eight. There's so much connection yeah. between, you know, mom, daughter, baby, you know, while, yeah. while the baby. So like that connection, that mirroring, that lineage is really um, the power of lineage, the power of family, the power of love, the power of knowing you can come home and have those people, right? Yeah, so again, I'm not a medical intuitive. So I always preface it with, you know, check with your vet, go to the doctor, check your yeah. gut. But what Walby was showing was um, slowing down. So what he was saying is it's not necessarily that there's anything that he's showing that's majorly wrong. It was his mm -hmm. excuse to get your daughter to slow down, to cuddle, to have the love, to have that moment where she kind of is really just all in on home. Because mm -hmm. if she kind of goes out into the world, you know, goes along with her regular routine, there's not the grieving. It helps her stay focused, stay home, stay focused on home, family, and the unit. Um, so it feels almost like a little kid when they're like, I don't feel good. And they want the cuddles. And, you know, then a few days later, they're like out running and everything's fine. Um, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting with Walby. The other thing about that to know, though, Erica has the 99 in her name. And mm -hmm. so that 99, nine is about the old soul compassionate. It's all about stepping into like kind of, you know, what exactly what we're talking about with mastery, bringing all your experiences, all your lifetimes and putting them together into one, you know, putting them all into use and practice, combining all the magic and putting it out into your own flavor. She also has her name starting with 59. Five is sensitive, right? It's incredibly empathic. So think about the world through the senses. And when I see 59, that means she's an empathic healer. So she brings in the energy, brings in the experiences, filters them through herself, and then puts out higher vibrations or different outcomes or whatever it is that the quote unquote healing requires. So this is even more so why Walby is like, I got to keep her focused on me, focused on home, focused on like, you know, our family unit, unit in her heart with me. Because with everything going on, she needs to process that. She's starting to understand she's an empathic healer. Um, so she needs that downtime to be able to process the energies. Okay, that makes sense. She does a lot of volunteer work also with the um, Alzheimer's Society, and she goes regularly. She does take Walby sometimes with her. Yeah. Um, and so the call to action here, you know, if I were an advertising campaign, yeah. is... You give so much to others. You process so much for others. Almost like what uh, we were talking about with our pets. Like, oh my God, they process so much for us. She processes so much for others. She needs downtime to be able to process it for herself and replenish, especially if she's going through a moment. Because those of us who are like Florence Nightingale, who are the helpers, 
when people need help, we're the first to rush to the scene, but we need to take time for ourselves. So Wabi is kind of making sure that she's taking that time for herself. Okay. And just to clarify, Erica isn't my, um, isn't related to me. She's a friend, but her dog is the son of my dog, Bo, which you have done reading. So he's passed a couple of years ago. And I would say perhaps in a past lifetime, she was because you guys have a kinship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel very connected. Yeah, I love that. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for for asking on her behalf. I love when we can, you know, we have those relationships with people that we can say, you can't be there. But you know what? You're there for everyone else. So I'll step in for you. That's so beautiful. Yes. And and Walby has he has some of the gifts like my dog, Bo. Used, I used he his energy would come in for healing for anybody I would do it for whether it was animal or or human I light weave and speak light language and uh, Walby when I've been looking after him when she was away in Australia I looked after him for five weeks so sometimes when I'm doing healings he would do the same thing so I say he's like his dad <laughs> that's amazing that is so sweet I love that oh thank you for sharing and asking that beautiful question and thank you to Erica for all she does yes thank you so Barb. much <laughs> get, get to see you Barb thank you thanks um so there was a question in the chat from Isabel Isabel Labrie was early on um and she says uh, so uh, this is about Lutra. So Lutra, you've you've helped um, her with Lutra before. So Lutra started pulling hair on her hind legs, and this morning she found a hairless spot in the shape of a heart on her right leg. Do you have any information about that for her? Oh my gosh, Lutra, I can't with you. You are too funny. And this is such a good example of how our animal companions help us the best way they know how. Um, They send messages in ways that they know how. And so one is drawing in fur. And it's interesting because Isabel is an artist and she's an artist who does these beautiful energetic renderings using color and shapes on rocks. So Lutra is an artist and her medium, her canvas is her body in this case. So this was, she wanted to give you a very tangible message saying, my heart is with you. I love you. Thank you. It was a, it was a moment of her wanting to show a tangible gratitude because she knows, you know, but you know, it's sort of like if we're in a relationship and we know they, our partner loves us, but if they bring us flowers, we're like, you know, that's just nice. It's nice to have a gesture. So that was her version of the gesture. And she just wanted you to know. So nothing to worry about. It's really, that was her gesture. That was her canvas. That's her communicating and drawing the best way she knows how without opposable thumbs. Um, This also is a testament to you, Isabel, about your vision, right? You don't see, you envision things. So you were able to look at that. And another person might look at that same, be like, oh my God, there's a bald spot. I'm freaking out. Is this alopecia? What is going on? Does my dog have fleas? Like, what? You saw the heart, you know? So you see in shapes, you see in patterns, you see in these visual collections of energy. And so she communicated to you in your language. And it's funny because our animal companions, you know, talking about being able to communicate the only way they know how, a lot of times when they have accidents, that's one way of communicating, <laughs> you know? Um, so sometimes their methods of communication are a little humorous or, you know, not kind of the the ideal that we would do, but it's it's the, the best way they know how. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly that shape. 
Oh, I love that. Isn't that gorgeous? Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you, Isabel. Um, so there's a question in the chat from Deborah, and she said, My dog Bella has been having a rash for a few years now. I'm trying different diets, but her rash keeps coming back. What does she want me to know? My my name is Deborah. Bella is a 10-year-old Bolognese. Perfect. So I'm just looking at the numerology here. Um, so give me two seconds. And again, I'm always just going to give the caveat of, you know, always check with your vet, trust yourself, trust your vet. But, okay, so here's the thing about Bella. She has 33 within her name and 33 in, in numerology is the cosmic parent, right? And so she's got a lot of galactic energy around her. And so a lot of what's going on with our animal companions these days, and first of all, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but when we talk about noticing patterns, we have a pattern here in this question group, right? There's a lot of allergies, rashes, skin issues. So um, there's two things at play. One is when we're dealing with those skin issues and those rashes, again, what are we having trouble um, stepping into? Are we comfortable in our skin? What are we putting into our bodies that when we digest doesn't quite um, sync up with our systems, but we do it anyway? Maybe it's because we were told to do it. You know, what comes to mind also is like diets, you know, um, intuitive eating versus diets. Sometimes we do a diet because we say, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. Or you know what, I'm on my spiritual path, so I'm gonna eat really clean and healthy and be vegan and raw food only. I've learned the hard way for me, my body's happiest on Red Bull and potato chips, <laughs> you know, like kale, all that stuff. I, I've tried it, it does not match my body's vibration. Um, so it's about being kind of intuitive about what it is that you're putting into your body, whether it's food, information, self-talk, what are you putting in that's not quite meshing that Bella may be mirroring? Another thing about this aspect is going back to Bella being such a galactic energy with that 33 energy. Sometimes our animal companions, they can't quite, their little bodies can't quite adapt to Earth's environment, Earth's atmosphere, Earth's experiences. So just like if we went to a foreign country and maybe we had an allergy because we weren't used to the foods or the customs or how things were prepared or, you know, our intestinal tract had some issues, that's kind of what she's showing with her earthly experience. So for Bella, if she does have this galactic energy and her body's having trouble acclimating, the best thing we can look at is what are we putting on? What, what parallels in our life? What are we taking in that is not... Um, serving our bodies, our minds, how can we work through that and see if it helps Bella as a proxy? Okay, awesome. So Deborah, hopefully that resonates and helps Bella, right? Um, all right, so I wanna take a moment first, really, really quickly and talk about the packages and then we'll come back and do some, take some more questions. So um, I'm gonna share my screen. One second, I'm, I'm sharing my, sure, hold on. Share my screen. Goodness. Right. So you should be able to see my screen. So th th this time around, um, Denise just has one package. So which includes, I'm going to let you talk about it. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, we wanted to keep it clean and simple with just one package this time around. 
And so, you know, starting off the package is a 30 minute intuitive reading with me. So what you would do is, you know, it works whether you have pets or don't have pets, or if you want to check in with pets that are here or transitioned, or maybe you're just, you love animals and you're like, you know what? Dolphins have always spoken to me. Let's see what the dolphins have to say. Um, so this is a 30 minute one-on-one um, we go deep, we, we hear about the messages that the animals want to bring forth through you. And just as you've seen here today, it's mostly about finding those patterns, what's going on in the human's life that's kind of reflected through them. And because when we understand our gifts, our abilities, our tendencies, we can vibe higher and so can they. Um, so this 30 minute reading is via the phone or computer and you get a recording afterward. And I'll also have a little numerology assessment so we'll talk about your numbers and how it compares to your pets. And then you'll have the recording to listen to afterwards. Item two is a pre-recorded slideshow. So it's a slideshow with audio. You know, you'll press record and, and the slides will go. Um, and it's translating your pet's behavior. And this is really just talking about this new way forward in pet guardianship that we've been, you know, playing with here, where we truly understand that our animal's energy is connected to ours and how our pet's behaviors mirror different things going on in our lives. And a lot of pet parents, when they hear this information, they're like, I like that information to me is so like, I know my heart it to be true and I knew it, but it was really cool to hear it verbalized. Um, and I truly think this is the way forward in, in pet guardianship. The next one is a guided journey to meet your power animal. You know, as we talked about, there are, you know, we have a relationship with our pets, but we also have relationships with animals in the wild. And we have power animals, animals who want to, you know, come and support us at different phases in our lives as part of their soul contract. So this is just a guided meditation you can do alongside your pet. Um, and it guides you to kind of see, envision, um, find out, discover, experience who your power animal is. And it's a MP3, so you can download it to your phone. And every time you go back, you get a different experience, which is kind of cool. Um, item four is a PDF that gives us some step-by-step -step instructions about clearing our energy with animals. And this is a technique and modality that was dropped in um, pre the reset period in, in 2020. Um, the animals were just like, this is going to be a tool that's going to be useful. I had no idea why. And then I found out, <laughs> but it's a, it's this beautiful process where we lean on our animal companions and their different skills and abilities to clear out um, things in our collective, in our lineage, in our, oh, that is ours and that is not ours. And it's a quick thing that you can do anytime you kind of feel something not right in your system. You do this in, you know, 10 seconds, the energy shifted. Um, the final item is a journey to the Akashic realm. And so this is going to be a guided journey where Lion takes us into the Akashic library. And what's really cool about that is, you know, as we talk about the year of mastery, um, we're being encouraged to go in and not only read about our Akashic history, but rewrite the story, rewrite the chapters. Um, so all of these journeys together, these journeys, these materials, these slideshows are to help us step into our mastery and empower ourselves to open up to our intuition through, you know, animals guiding us along the way. Um, with mastery, it's all about trusting yourself, trusting your experience. So these are containers that create guidance to help you do just that. Um, and the final item is we have every first Tuesday of every month, we do a 
a membership live oracle card reading where we pull tarot cards for the group. And then we also do individual readings for everybody who joins. And we just get messages for the month and then individually what's going on with you and your animal companions and the little insight. And it's so much fun because it's highly interactive. You know, we pull the cards and then I always encourage anyone who has cards that they want to pull to share it with the group. And we just come in and everybody brings their magic to it. And it's just so much fun. So you'll be invited to join for one month. Um, so you'll have one live group experience. Awesome. Thank you. So just to recap Denise's package, there is a payment plan available. And of course, if you're an Inner Circle member, please use your gift code. There is a one-on-one -on -one 30 minute intuitive reading session. So it could be, you know, about your pet, about you, you know, your gifts, whatever, whatever questions you have, um, you know, obviously Denise can help you with that. And, uh, then they're translating your pet's behavior, the guided journey to meet your power animal, the clearing through animals, uh, the journey to the Akashic realm, and that the, and the bonus. And the one thing that Denise mentioned just now was about the numerology report. It's not listed on the special offer page, but you will receive that as well with your 30-minute intuitive reading session. Is that right, Denise? So not a like written-out report, but we will talk about your numbers during the 30-minute intuitive reading session. So you'll get a recording Perfect. of it, not like yeah. a handout just to be clear yeah yeah yeah. awesome good thank you so all that uh so please definitely if you can please work with denise because i you know like i said um uh, this show has been amazing with her and she's so she's like the, the the intuition or the guidance and the wisdom that comes through is amazing it's amazing spot on it's always so spot on which i just absolutely love so um <clears throat> because denise has to go for a pet emergency, and then in a little while, we, we only have time to take maybe one or two more quick questions. All right, so um, is that okay, Denise? We'll just take one or two more quick questions. Perfect. Because I don't want you to be late. Um, you know, we all know how stressful it can be when our pets have some sort of emergency, right? So, um, Alicia, you want to unmute yourself? Oh my God, thank you so much. I love both of you. Okay, I have this cat that had been visiting about every two months. I live on a 13 acre farm and it would come in and it would want to come over if, you know, if I was quiet and calm and I could pet it and then it would go away. Well, it showed, this was like, this has been going on for over a year. And about three weeks ago, the cat showed up it, and it's always looked like it had, I didn't know if it had mange, but I think it's just been highly stressed because the back part of the hair is very thin. It's pretty much clean. I can see that it doesn't have fleas. I can pet it, but it, it like flops around and it showed up and its eyes are clouded over. I think it got bit by the tiny little red fire ants that are here because I know they can damage or, you know, if enough of them are there, they can kill an animal. But I have another new cat and my partner doesn't want any more animals and they want, they don't want it around, but I have been feeding her and sitting with her. So are you picking up anything? On that? And I just start, my name is Alicia, of course, but I just like a few days ago, it came to me to call her Cirilla. With an S or C? I was going with a C. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And double L? I didn't even think about it. I just been saying Cirilla, Cirilla. And I, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one second here. Okay. I can't, I can't ignore, you know, the first thing that comes through <laughs> Cirilla is the perfect name. And just like, you know, expectant mothers, you know, names just come into their awareness. They're like, that's it. Same thing with you. You just had that awareness and her name is Cirilla. Um, there's one thing that she says is 
you do not need permission to have me in your life. We just ignore, <laughs> we ignore the man is the way that she says it. So we don't have to bargain. We don't have to explain. We just kind of do what we want. It's the feminine way is what she's saying. It's, you know, sure, sure, sure. But we do what we want, you know, not having these big discussions because for her, she is this amazing energy that brings a lot of vegan energy, actually, from the Vega star in the Lyre constellation. And it's this beautiful energy that has, it feels like fairy, but it's like cosmic fairy energy. And what she's showing is, even though the numbers don't support this, because in your name, you have a lot of odd numbers. It's one, three, sevens, and nines. In her name, Cirilla, it's three, nines and ones so you guys are cut from the same cloth but somehow she's channeling in more of the even numbers the energy of the even numbers the fours the six the eights so when you guys are together um she's always doing this kind of acclimation with you not and i'm not going to call it a healing because there's nothing that needs to be healed it's an infusion it's an infusion of the feminine infusion of the feminine knowledge infusion of the lunar knowing infusion of the the cons the female constellations um it and it's it's an infusion because it's not anything you lack it's a coming together of that's why you feel so close to her because it's like emerging it's a coming together you guys are cut from a lot of the same spiritual cloth um and she also shows that you guys have been together in past lifetimes um or alternate light, re light realities whatever we want to call them and not all on this planet like off planet you guys are galactic kind of um energy that have it's interesting there's a lot of stardust in both of you and i know we're all made up of stardust but there's like the sparkling stardust that just is around you it's a magical moment for you for your surrounding, for your farm, for the land around you. And you have this gift to just make things grow, make things blossom, give the nurturing without the attachment. And that's what that other cat with the, the, the you know, mange potentially she's showing is you gave love without the like attachment of let me heal you. I got to bring you in. I got to trap you. I got to take you to the vet. It was just like, if you're showing up, I'm going to give you nurturance, food, love, but I trust you to be on your way. And that is such a beautiful divine feminine aspect. You know, there's the overprotective divine feminine aspect that's I have to fix this, everything's on me, I need to make everyone okay. But you are, if you come to me, I will give you what you need and I will love you and I will allow things to flow the way they need to. So that's what she wants, Cirilla really wants to kind of highlight about you and talk about why she loves coming back to you time and time again not only in this lifetime, but in various lifetimes. Thank you so much, Shafali. Thank you for picking me. And thank you, Denise. Thank you. That really resonated. I got the chills of affirmations. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Leisha. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Um, and like, you know, Vets just put in the chat too. Denise is so clear. Always a pleasure to listen to her because the information that comes through is like so spot on, like I said before, right? So thank you. Okay, we're gonna take one more quick question from Cindy. Cindy, you wanna unmute yourself? Hi, Denise. Hi, Alara. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I wanted to ask, I have always felt that my dog that had passed away from a few years ago had led me to find my new pet. I'm sorry, I had to move out of the room. 
I was guided to find my new pet through my dog that had passed, crossed over. And it's so ironic that they share almost the same names. Um, I just wanted to know if Chico did indeed help me find, I feel in my heart that he did. Chico helped me find Cisco. And ironically, Cisco has a little upside down heart on his chest. He's like a chocolate chihuahua with a little upside down white heart on his chest. And I've always felt that Chico sent them to me. That is so sweet. And I love that. Okay. Your connection. And I'm telling you guys, it's always fascinating. Every single person that we've kind of connected in has this three, nine combination. It's crazy. Um, you and Cisco have the three, nine combination. Um, and Chico and Cisco have the 36 combination here. So the three, nine, the three, six, Basically, long story short, Chico and Cisco are, you know, you're spot on with your, you know, they're they're connected and, and they decide to come through with you. They're part of what they call a soul litter. So it's, you know, the same way that we have human little dog siblings that are born from the same mother. Um, we have a big soul energy and different pets can come from that same soul energy. So they feel very connected. They call oh it. Oh, my God. That is so spot on because he acts so much like Chico did in many ways and when I adopted Cisco um, Chico died January 18th and I rescued Cisco from a rescue adoption on May 18th so I think the number 18 had some kind of significance that, also. So that, that's what I was going to pull out because the one difference in their numbers is eight and one so Chico has eight, Cisco has one, so there's for 18. And what's really beautiful about that is one and eight are the numbers for the third chakra. And so when a chakra has two numbers, it kind of indicates that one is kind of the path of the independent individual, a self-starter, you know, something that's very grounded and centered. And then eight is the number, like, so for one, think rooster, right? They know what they want. They're kind of ahead of the curve. They start the day. They kind of wake us up and get us going. Eight is the beautiful leader. And think of that as like a lion, right? So they are leading not only themselves, but they're leading a group. They have kind of the higher version of a number one. They have a bit more of the expanded responsibility. So Chico started with that eight. He was your leader. Um, he led you to find Cisco. He led you to learn a lot of lessons. And now with Cisco coming into the picture, he's saying now embody those. So this is such a beautiful way to sum up what we were talking about with this being a year of mastery. It's we've learned all these beautiful big picture lessons and these gifts and abilities. How can we now center it into ourselves and activate it in our daily experiences? And that's what Cisco's helping you do. So they're from the same soul litter. They've kind of had this contract. You start, I'll pick up where you left off. Oh my God. Uh, it's just about really embodying it now, embodying everything. You don't need a leader now. You just need to embody it. That makes so much sense. That was so beautiful. And I'm in tears right now. That is such a special gift that you just shared with me. I've uh, always felt that there is a connection and now it totally makes sense. It's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your story with us and their little energy. And what a way to kind of um, sum up our conversation. You know, we started mm -hmm. with that message. They're bringing that message to kind of wrap us up here. So thank you. That was perfect timing. <laughs> thank, yes, you. thank you. Cindy. Thank you so much.
And so, Cindy, just, Cindy, just really quick, did you get the message from Denise? Right? It's about now embodying the gifts, the wisdom, etc. And then it's about implementing, right? So embodying and then sharing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank yeah. you. That is so special and so beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Cindy. That was great. You're welcome. Ah, goodness. All right. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, we came full circle, right? So it's like it was a perfect ending to the way we started. And it just brings together all of the information that you shared, Denise. And uh, what, what I want everybody to get is the information that Denise shared with all of us, it's relevant to each one of us, not just the person who was asking the question. So if we're willing to receive the wisdom, it was throughout the whole call with each person who was asking the question, right? So so that wisdom was all there for each one of us. Um, so I know, like I said, uh, Denise has to go because there's a pet emergency that she needs to help with to support her client and her pet. So uh, definitely, I, I encourage you to work with Denise if you can check out the package again. And so, Denise, any any last words of wisdom? I don't. It's like this whole call has been just filled with so much wisdom. I just absolutely loved it. Well, I'll tell you, I can't do any better than Ch than Chico and Cisco wrapping it all up. But, you know, again, it's about stepping into our mastery, you know, the nuances of our own mastery. So trusting our guts, our animal companions, you know, their biggest soul contract they have with us is to help us trust and love ourselves the way that we see them trust and love us. So if you listen to any of this call and we're like that straight on, or, you know, perhaps I don't know if you guys do this too, but, you know, somebody asks a question and you get your own hit as well know that there's so many multidimensional answers um, to every question. Trust your instincts, trust your intuition, and be playful about it. Our animal companions want us to tap into our lessons, but in a really playful way. Remember, it's not personal, but it's about you. There's always something we can take away and learn, whether it's a fresh perspective, a new fact, or even reinforcing, man, I'm pretty, yep, I'm solid on that point. Yeah, I, I totally got that. I believe in that. And I've been, you know, putting it into action. So our animal companions are just here to love us through this process as we learn to love and trust ourselves. Mm, beautiful. Absolutely. Love and trust yourself. Just because we know that our fur babies, they definitely love and trust us. So if we could only love and trust ourselves as much as they love and trust us, oh my goodness, we would be in heaven, right? So it, it would just be perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Denise. Thank you so much, everybody, for all your questions, your comments, your feedback, your comments in the chat as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's been a busy week, so please uh, take some time, rest, relax, but go back and watch or listen to this show again so that you can receive more of the wisdom. And you're going to be getting so many ahas as you as you listen again, okay? And of course, like I said, please do work with Denise. Like I said, she's amazing. As you've just seen, she's awesome. Um, and just that reading alone with you is going to be so transformational, like it was with Layla, like it was with Cindy, like it was with everybody who was able to ask a question. So transformational. All right. So have a great weekend, everyone. And until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all so much love and blessings. I will be sending out the recording in just a little bit, right? So uh, do stay tuned for that. And Denise, wishing you well on your pet emergency. We'll be sending you uh, lots of the, the pet as as well as you lots of support and so, lots of love and high vibes so that it all goes well. All is good. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for sharing. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye for now.